0: Hello, it's your host Charles
1: and it's Whitney
0: and we are back again today with an accidents of our past segment one of our favorite new segments on the show and I'm super excited about the guests we have today I've heard so many amazing things about this guest from Whitney herself um, but Jess Pew, who is here with today, is a model and creative consultant and focuses on creating meaningful, empowering conversations in media and awareness about diversity and inclusion in fashion and beauty. And so we just want to give a warm welcome to Jess.
1: Hey, Jess. So this is a very special guest for me today. I am have the honor to have my sister, Jess, with us to talk about her life and her accidents of the past. When I think of Jess, I'm really inspired by her relentless pursuit of her dreams. I don't want to step on her message today, but when I see her, I see someone who had a vision to go into the modeling industry and didn't let the standards of what the industry was stop her. And I think that she represents What your life can be when you believe in yourself, when you have this relentless pursuit of excellence, and when you're brave enough to break down barriers. What I also admire about her is that she is humble and she is honest. With that said, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the people.
2: Oh, my goodness. How do I go after that? I'm like, wait, I got to live up to the standard now. (laughs) But I guess a little bit about me. I'm Jess. I live in New York City, and I work as a model and a stylist and a creative consultant. Um, I do a little bit of everything. I've done a little bit of things that were not in fashion, Um, and I'm really excited to talk about my journey, how I got here, all of the things that made me decide to get here and make me want to quit along the way, Um, and the pursuit of dreams currently. I feel like it's easy to see where I am now and think that like, okay, you've made it, but I've got so much more that I want to do. And there's so much that I feel like I want to accomplish and set out to change for the industry. So yeah, I'm really excited to dig into it. So honored, so humbled, so grateful and excited to get it going.
0: I love it. Well, tell us actually a little bit more about the work that you're currently doing. I mean, it sounds like you've clearly, you know, come a long way just in your own words. And so we'd love to hear more about what you're doing in New York.
2: Yes. Uh, That is the question of a lifetime. Um, (laughs) Right now, I'm a freelance model and stylist. So I came to New York initially. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just was like, I want to work in fashion. I started working for a couple of celebrity stylists back in early 2019 and I was assisting them kind of doing it really is just a lot of schlepping. Honestly, I'm going to keep it real. You're just moving like materials and garments and clothes and jewelry all around the city to different appointments from showrooms to clients I've moved away from celebrity styling as much, and now I'm doing a lot of editorial styling with Saks Fifth Avenue. I'm not a corporate girl, but I love corporate organization. (laughs) So to be able to pop into a place that is extremely organized and makes sense, it's just like it just brings me back to homeostasis, which I can appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I'm not doing the styling portion, I'm a freelance model as well. I do everything from technology i've modeled for square i've done beauty i've done fashion yeah a little bit of everything and trying to have fun in the midst of it and create community for people to feel seen and heard and feel like they're beautiful in their own right so
1: yeah that's that's me so
0: so just a little bit you know nothing crazy
1: (laughs) nothing crazy she didn't mention her sephora campaign
2: Yes, so I've done two Sephora campaigns. Um, The first one was a beautiful um, campaign out in California. That campaign ended up landing in store. You probably can go to Sephora's now and see me in select Sephora's, which was honestly such a pinch me moment. That was my first in-store placement. And for a model, that's a really big deal. And then the second campaign I did was a body campaign and that one actually ended up living in Times Square. Sometimes I still can't believe like that actually happened and yeah, coming from where I came from to being where I am now and having some of the experiences that I've had has felt very very surreal. So I'm very very grateful for that.
1: She's a star. I told you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I clearly, clearly I feel like I'm in the presence of a celebrity right now. Oh my god. So, congratulations on all the success. <laughs> yeah. I I have to ask because it it sounds like this path has been a very personal one for you in many ways. Yeah. What does it mean to you like on a personal level? What is all of this, both the success and the challenges and everything that's come along with it?
2: Oh, I think the biggest thing for me it's that how we speak about ourselves, the words that we use to speak over our life really do have power. In this pursuit of me going after what I want. I've just really grounded down into who I am. I've released just so much of the trauma of childhood, of thinking that I wasn't good enough to do certain things. And I think that for me, that that probably is the most sweet moment. Just being able to sit in the goodness of being like, wow, Like I truly accept myself despite all of the things that we're told we shouldn't like. I like who I am and that liberation I wish for literally every single person on the earth because it's just, it feels really good when you get there.
1: Can you go a little bit deeper into that journey? Like some of the, the things that you did to get to that place and maybe some of the things that help you discover that you were good enough and liking what you like is okay and you belong in the spaces that you exist in. The answer that I have is actually counterintuitive to what people would say,
2: but it really is rejection. Being a model, I get rejected every single day. I've had to detach myself from my personhood. I have to be like, people are buying an image and maybe I'm not the image that they want for this specific thing. But that doesn't mean that me as a person, who I bring to the table, my energy, my light, how I interact with people is somehow less. And in the beginning... I absolutely felt like that. I felt like, oh, you don't want me. Like, I'm not good enough for this. Like, I can't be in this space because, you know, I'm not pretty or I'm not thin or I'm not this. And after thinking like that for a while, you really do spiral and you start having these all of these negative thoughts ruminate within yourself. And I have had struggled with depression for years. Like, it's still like rears its head every once in a while. But I realized, uh, one of my sorority sisters told me, she was like, if you accept the energy, then it will stay. <laughs> it is up to you to be able to say, like, yes, I feel the things, but I don't accept this energy and I'm going to let these emotions pass. And in that journey of letting emotions pass, letting things be what they are and detaching myself from an outcome or detaching myself from needing to prove that who I was on the outside matches mm-hmm. who I am on the inside really gave me the freedom to just be like, Hey, like I'm here. Like whether you accept how I look or how I show up is on you. It doesn't have any reflection to do with me. I am that girl and you don't have to think it, but I do like in my world, I'm a it girl. So
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: The same. I mean, I think it's so, it's so incredibly powerful and it's, it's such an important point that I think many of us myself included you know struggle with at times of there's a saying and I can't remember exactly how it goes but it's uh, the the things we tell ourselves you know the things that we hear in our head and being able to like you said hear it but then be able to let go of it because it is a journey it's a it's a process you don't just cut it off
2: yeah it's lifelong though like I think that people think that like oh we get there and it's it no like I have days where I'm like, oh, I hate it here. Like, get me out of here. So I don't. I think that we've just got to give ourselves more grace in trying to figure out, you know, who we are and how, how we show up. And remember that, like, who we are today may not be who we are tomorrow. And it may take a grieving process of us being like, dang, I really liked who I was yesterday. And I'm not that person today. Like I said, it is a journey. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is.
0: It really is.
1: I I had another question based off something you said earlier, but uh, I think you said you got into modeling because you wanted to give a voice to people that didn't always have a voice in the industry or didn't feel like they were represented. Can you say a little bit more about that? Like, what's your what's your origin story? Everybody says like, oh, you know, that (laughs) euphoria uh, quote, like Maddie
2: knew who she was from a young age. That wasn't me, like, not at all. I was a very insecure, shy child. I was very, very, very reserved. I hated taking pictures. I think it was really just over time, really being around people that fed into me and saw my greatness. No, I literally fell into this, and I'm so grateful that I fell into it because for me, it was really more so about being the kid when you're young, like growing up as a chubby kid, I was one of very few black people in my town, let alone my school. And so I didn't ever feel represented. I never felt seen. I never felt pretty in the way that the other kids did. You know, you have all of your friends around you being picked for, you know, different like, oh, will you be my boyfriend? And of course, when you're Young, That means nothing. We know that now. But you internalize that as a kid, you you take it to mean that something's wrong with you or that you don't have what it takes to be popular or whatever. That really shaped my entire outlook on who I was. And I I felt extremely, extremely less than for so long, because I wasn't, I couldn't wear the things that the other kids were wearing. I couldn't go into Hollister or Abercrombie and pick up jeans and a t-shirt that wouldn't fit me, let alone my parents weren't going to spend that kind of money on Mm -hmm. it. You know, my mom would have been like, girl. JCPenney. No, exactly. Mm We're going to JCPenney. We're going to Sears, baby. Yeah. Like we're not doing, we're going to Old Navy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, you just have these complexes of like, well, I can't be ever be deemed as beautiful if I don't fit these standards. And God bless my mother, I love her to death, but even her own body image struggles, her having those fears of like feeling othered in her life, and then wanting to protect me from that, and doing it in a way that almost is just shame and fear based, you know, so really, for me, this journey of becoming a model and wanting to be a face of plus size women, especially black plus size women was really rooted in wanting to heal my own younger self wanting Mm -hmm. to do that for my mom for her to like have never felt like she's seen somebody that looked like us be celebrated in that way and just for like all of the other little kids out there like whether you're plus or not like it's just helpful to see people who look different from Mm -hmm. you to know that it's normal when you're given such a rigid view of what beauty is? You start mm-hmm. to believe it, and so I just want to be a part of the conversation that helps move the needle forward, even if it's just a millimeter. If I've moved it forward a, a hair, I I will feel satisfied. I know that I have done my part to make sure that people feel just a little bit better about themselves. I think that's that's the beauty of life is loving it.
0: Yeah.
1: Can I just say, you've ar- you've already done that. You've already moved the needle <laughs> in what? that conversation. What?
0: Yeah. There's so much about what you just said that is powerful in and of its own right. And you talked a little bit about that first time you were at New York Fashion Week. In that moment, you know, what did it feel like thinking back about your younger self and some of the challenges that you mentioned in growing up as? feeling like other, you know, what would, how did it feel like juxtaposing those two moments?
2: I was in complete disbelief, but it also felt like a sense of validation, almost like your struggles were in vain. I needed for that to happen. I needed for me to realize my struggles, my insecurities were not the end of the story. And I think that for a lot of people, that becomes the case that we hinge our abilities or we hinge our future on where our limitations or our insecurities begin. And I think that me being in that really allowed me to see that, like, there are no limits. (laughs) Like, there truly, there are no limits. Like, you can dream up whatever life you want and it doesn't matter what you look like. And so younger me would have never believed that. I would have been like, you're a liar. Of course it matters. But that moment for me just felt just like validation and disbelief.
0: <laughs> yeah. This idea that the constraints or insecurities have a hold on you. It's a, it's a it's an ongoing challenge. You know, it doesn't just go away in one day. So what does that challenge look like for you now? And how do you continue to try and work to move forward?
2: When it comes to body image, I think I've I've finally gotten into this place of just being like, I am not my body like, I am a soul in this body. And I get to move throughout the world through this vessel that I've been given. A lot of people oscillate between this idea of like complete self acceptance or complete self hatred. And I had to rid myself of that idea that like, I'm only deemed worthy if I'm trying to be a skinnier version of me. So I just accept the fact that like, I will go to the gym. I go to Pilates. I do things and my body may change and it may not. I like to have green juice and some days I like to have a chicken sandwich and <laughs> like neither one of those things make me a bad person. But yeah, that is one set of challenges. Another set of challenges in this, in this journey now would be lack of stability for the outside world. It looks very glamorous. But I am at the will of the industry and whether or not I'm in, my look is in right now, there could be weeks or months where I book three to four things a week and I'm, you know, feeling really good about myself. But then there have been moments where I haven't booked anything for months. That also is an ongoing challenge of just being like, when the waves, when you're up, you're up, and when you're down, you're down. And instead of being like that, finding a, like an even killedness of just being like, okay, like, this is where I am. If good things happen, that's great. I'm allowed to celebrate. And when bad things happen, okay, we'll deal with it. But I don't have to be anchored to the weightiness of it.
1: So, yeah. I probably have a lot more challenges, but those are the main two right now. You're so incredibly strong. And I'm just like, where is your strength coming from and I feel like you said so many things throughout this segment but in the moment what helps you push through
2: that is a very good question I don't really know that there's there's any one thing that's like oh like this is pushing me and holding me down like I will give all credit to my community first of all like I have an incredible support system around me People who really see me and like take the time to just check in on me because they know I'd be going through it, okay? (laughs) They don't have any expectations of what I should be doing or who I should be. They allow me to just show up. And I think the gift of that has been incredible. That's one thing. I just lean on my people. I lean on my intuition. Me moving to New York truly was a very... (laughs) rash decision by some accounts like I just truly believe that once your intuition or your gut is telling you something it's for a reason and it wouldn't lead you down a path if you weren't supposed to be there and of course that's harder to remember in the moments where things feel bleak and they seem a little bit dull but I always just try to go back to like my why why did you start to do this like what was the reason that you decided that moving to New York pursuing a career in fashion, doing all of the things that you've done, what was the reason? And once I anchor myself in my why, it always gives me clarity. It gives me perspective and it allows me to move forward. It allows me to kind of clear out any sort of stagnation and just be.
0: Yeah. No, I I love that. And I think it goes back again to what you were saying earlier, which is just this I feel like fundamental idea of just compassion and empathy for yourself. Mm. Give yourself the space to feel everything that you need to feel. Yeah. Surround yourself with the people that are going to make sure you don't stay in that place once yes. you've gotten it out of you and then push push forward and remember what it is that drives you and I think it's 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 so beautiful.
1: I'm going to backtrack a little bit just because it, I don't know, it stood out to me. It was when you were talking about your mom and how she was somewhat of an inspiration for you of being yeah. in the industry and her feeling like an other. What is it like for you being in that position where you are standing up for her in ways that people couldn't stand up for her when she was younger? I don't, I can't
2: There was a specific campaign that I did and I sent it to my mom and she was just stunned. I like was like, oh, what do you think of this? And she was just like, she couldn't say anything. I'm like, are you okay? And then she was like, getting choked up. I'm like, girl, what is, go- like, what is wrong with you? Like, Pull it together, Monica girl. And she was just like, no. She was like, I just never imagined that how we looked would be, you'd be paid to be the way we are. She was like, we were never told we were beautiful. And I think for someone, not even someone, her own daughter, to have the audacity to stand up against mm-hmm. something that she had been told since she was a kid for her has been super eye-opening. And it's really helped both of us unpack a lot of the shame that we have about yeah. how we move through the world. And I think that, like, in a way, I've given her permission to take up space. I've given her permission to be okay with how she looks. and, like. Mm-hmm you know there's this reminder of like wow we have been taught so much that has been harmful about how we view ourselves but we get to change the narrative we get to look at things from a different perspective and i'm so grateful for that i really am very very grateful that i got to do that for her for myself with her her and my dad have been top supporters of me in the last 4 years since i've been in new york it's been really fun yeah
0: I'm curious, just on that note, what is it that you want for yourself, or where do you want to see yourself <laughs> and going in the future?
2: um, that is the million dollar question for me right now. I think the most important thing for me right now is being able to spend my time how I want to right now, being dictated and being at the will of other people's hands for my work. It's not really that fun. Like I enjoy what I do, but I want to be able to decide when I do it. And so I think for me, I'm going to really pivot, really lean into the consulting idea of image, Mm. like image consulting and doing it on a scale that a lot, like a size inclusive lens. There's definitely a need for education and a need for creativity on what's possible for plus size bodies and so i want to be a part of the change of making that happen for for them for us i've pivoted so many times that now as hard as change feels still i know that like i can do it like yeah. it might be uncomfortable but i'll i allow myself the ability and the the time to change my mind
0: When I heard you speak to it, it almost evoked this sentiment of challenging the industry itself and pushing the industry itself forward in more of a systemic way, addressing some of the root issues that exist. Tell me more about that and what that means to you and how you see it being part of your journey, irrespective of where you actually end up.
2: Yeah, I... I think I was really shocked at how pervasive mm. like otherness is within the fashion industry this idea of doing this I don't want to call it grandiose but for lack of a better word grandiose consulting idea targeting some of these issues is really just based on my own experience of being in those rooms of of feeling like ooh A lot of the people just don't have the language or the consciousness to know Mm -hmm. that how they're moving through things is not the right way. We have to build it slowly. We have to set the groundwork. We have to have the hard conversations first. We got to get our foot in the door. And then from there, we're able to kind of maneuver and do what it is that we want to do.
0: I really appreciate just you being so open and transparent and sharing all of this with us. Like your story is such a powerful one and I can't wait to see what you do in the industry beyond all the incredible success you've already clearly had.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: You already know how I feel about you. I love you (laughs) on a deeper level than these people will ever know. (laughs) But yeah, I thank you for one coming on the podcast, telling your story I really enjoyed hearing about your whys and your why is so pure and so special to me. So thank you for trusting us to come here to to share with us and to use this platform to share your story with other people.
2: Uh, Thank you for letting me ramble on.
0: (laughs) No, we love it. (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you leave people with if you could tell them anything? What would it be?
2: Give yourself the permission to experiment. Give yourself the permission to try new things. In novelty, in freshness and newness, we discover parts of ourselves that we may never have known had we never tried. Have fun with it. Do something that's hard but feels good. Bring your people along with you. Don't be afraid to to mess things up because... As you move the puzzle pieces around, you'll find the thing that really clicks.
0: Ah, beautiful! Whitney and I we like to do this just fun thing at the end of every episode. Yeah, and we always ask our guests um, what the last song is that they were listening to. Ooh! Um, so me... if you had to pull up like Spotify, like what yeah, was the last I thing you were pull listening it
2: up. to? Let me pull it up right now. It's <laughs> is Ratchet. Don't judge me. Bro. <laughs> you know, we won't this is judge. a
0: judgment-free
1: zone. We don't judge. And neither do our oh listeners. Oh my
2: goodness! <laughs> um, okay, wait. How do I go to my listening history on here? This is how you know, Grandma. No,
0: not watch black <laughs> videos.
2: I was listening to Inferno by Jameson. Okay, I don't know if I know
0: that one. Do you know? I don't that? know that.
1: Can you give? I'll can s- you give us a few few lines? <laughs> oh, you want me to sing it,
2: Inferno? Uh, uh, uh. Girl, you like my fire, and I had to say. <laughs> i make it personal i don't know how it goes <laughs> you play with my desire and it goes both ways i'll send you the link
1: <laughs> okay send this the link but also she got bars
0: right i was like <laughs> model slash singer okay yes. multiple Sorry. career paths
1: <laughs> multi-talented if you've enjoyed hanging out with us today be sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform
0: and also follow us on Instagram at Accident Prone Podcast.
1: See you next time.
0: Bye.